Welcome to your weekly dose of nostalgia with the 80s and 90s Uncensored. I am Milo Dennison. And I'm Jamie Fenderson. And today we're talking about paranormal events from the 80s and 90s. And to help us do that, we have our, our new friend Vanessa from Life Paranormal with V. <laughs> Hi, guys. How's it going, V? It's going really good. Thanks so much for having me. Thanks for coming on. So um, we're Twitter buddies, but our audience might not know about you, <laughs> but they should. So tell us about yourself. Tell us about your podcast. Of course. Yeah. So I have about a two-year-old podcast. It's about uh, the paranormal. It's also based upon, you know, my life growing up, experiencing things that are supernatural and unexplained. Um, I also bring on guests who talk about their experiences. And the hope is that, you know, um, people who've experienced such, you know, events uh, know that they're not alone. And there's a lot of other oddball people just like us that, you know, it's a common place to just listen to um, the paranormal and um, everything weird and uh, just have a nice time doing it. So I, I really enjoy doing it. And people out there really like that stuff. And, you know, listen to the podcast. Do it. And in case anyone, <laughs> anyone is wondering, she's actually calling in from a coffin where she is hiding out from a paranormal event right now. <laughs> I, am. <laughs> I am. How did you know? You were not supposed to tell anybody that. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, we each brought a paranormal event that from the uh, 80s or 90s that we are going to share. Uh, Jamie, do you want to do the honors of going first? Yeah, sure. So... I, you know, I was in the Navy, right? So I joined the Navy in 97. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. And and then in, 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 in 97, right? And then I was also uh, called an aerographer's mate. So that deals with like meteorology and oceanography, right? So I had heard about this paranormal phenomenon because I was one in the Navy and two an aerographer's mate. And that phenomenon is called the bloop. <laughs> the bloop. Oh, uh -huh. I've never yeah, heard of that. it sounds kind of like a horror movie, right? Like, oh, coming October 1997, the bloop. Your movie ticket <laughs> buys the seat, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> right? But it actually wasn't that exciting. But it, it's it's interesting, right? So this was a really uh -huh. big, um, low, ultra low frequency sound that that uh, NOAA picked up the National Oceanographic and Aeronautic Association, whatever, NOAA, right? Mm -hmm. So they monitor sounds in the ocean. And because they took over the Navy's, you know, hey, we're listening for submarines. So they, they took that over. And in 1997, there was this big bloop. It was a really big, low frequency sound. Now, if you speed it up 16 times, it sounds kind of like a bloop, like bloop. But in real life, it was more like if you slow it down, it was more like bloop. It was like a really big, low frequency bloop. Uh -huh. And they didn't quite know what it was, right? Um, so they, they thought it was an – they, they, they did an interview with a guy, a, a, a scientist named Christopher Fox from NOAA. And he said, well, it's not a submarine or a bomb, so it doesn't even sound close to like man-made. And he said it maybe it's maybe it's an ice thing because it's kind of um, fifteen hundred miles west of the Chilean coast, 
but he couldn't confirm that either. But then he speculated, hey, maybe it could be an animal because it's a natural thing, right? So then everybody started making speculations about what this bloop could be because if it was an animal, then it'd have to be bigger than a blue whale, which is like the biggest, loudest marine animal in the ocean, right? So it'd have to be bigger than that. So some people speculated, well, maybe it's like a giant sea monster, like a Nessie thing. In fact, Steve Alton wrote a, a book called The Lock, and it's a fictional book, but the source of the bloop was like a col colony of giant carnivorous eels that are like the Loch Ness Monster, right? Other people said maybe it's a... Uh, Animal Planet Discovery Channel, you know, because they stopped making like true science stuff. And they did a documentary where they're like, hey, it's a civilization of like mermaids. And Noah even said, no, don't don't say that. That's not true. But how can you prove it's not right? I don't know. And then uh, uh, they also said there was this uh, children's TV animation called The Deep. And they 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 speculated like maybe it's like a it, it's coming from a sentient coral, like coral wow. that can think, right? So there's all these speculations about what the bloop is because they say it's an ice sheet, but it took them like over a decade later to say, yeah, we think it's an ice sheet. But I don't know. There's a lot of speculation about what the bloop might be. Yeah, but that's the bloop. Bloop. That's the bloop. You're right. Hey, we're talking about paranormal stuff. Hey, right. It's gonna happen. So <laughs> I don't. So I don't. So how is it not just kind of? I mean, bubbles kind of have that bloop sound when they go up, right? Bloop. Yeah. Bloop. Bloop. That's bloop. what I was but some, too. How something crazy. has to make those bubbles. There's no air bubbles. There's no bubbles underwater, especially in the deep Ooh, ocean. There could be like some, you know, volcanic activity or... Right. But know, that's what they say. They say it was an ice sheet. So a lot of times the ice sheets will crack off. The mm -hmm. Like ice sheets will crack off and make kind of an ice quake. So that's what Noah says it is. That, or they think that, that, that it's that. They, they, they think that it's an ice quake. Okay. But it took him 12 years to say that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, 12 years is a long time to, to, to say, yeah, we really think it's this thing because people will be like, yeah, Loch Ness Monster, mm -hmm. St. Coral, Mermaids. <laughs> so, I mean, 12 years is a long time. I think it's a giant sea monster. I oh, Other people say it's Chachutulu, H.P. Lovecraft had this book about there's a city in the ocean and you have that Chachulu uh, monster right. Mm -hmm. right. and he's like in a cage or something. But if he ever comes out, it's total Armageddon. So I guess this is around the radius, like a thousand mile radius, like this, where the city is supposed to be is within a thousand mile radius where that bloop happened, where that big bloop happened. So a lot of people like maybe HP knew a little something, something about, about like that underground underwater city in the Chachulu, the Thulu, however you pronounce the monster's name. Yeah. That's awesome. That's rad. Uh, so what do you think it is, Jamie? Uh, I honestly, I think it's probably a nice sheet, a nice quake, yeah. but I like to think that it's a, mm -hmm. it's a kind of a really big sea monster because you, you don't, I, you know, there's so much about the ocean. We don't know. There's so much about the ocean. Yeah. There's so many creatures we don't know. And it's feasible that there could be something bigger than a blue whale in the ocean. And we still haven't found it. That's how vast the ocean is. 
So I, if I were to say that it's not an ice sheet, I'd say like it's a really big sea creature. Yeah, I know. I think I've I've heard of that before too. <laughs> well, being from the Pacific Northwest, we often hear of a large creature wandering around in the woods, covered in hair. Yet nobody can actually find real proof that this thing existed, and that is Bigfoot, a.k.a. Sasquatch. I'm going to talk about a guy by the name of Paul Freeman, who saw Mr. Sasquatch twice. The first time, he was a former, or actually at the time, he was a forest a forest patrolman and amateur cryptozoologist who was out wandering around in the Walla Walla area, which is eastern Washington, for people who don't know, right on the border between Oregon and, Wa- and Walla Walla. It's and where they make the onions. Saw, exactly. And he saw a <laughs> footmark of Bigfoot. He made a cast of it and, of course, told people about it and was like, hey, check this out. It got in the news and all that kind of stuff. And uh, they had the Washington State University got involved in a guy by the name of Grover Krantz, thinks it's real because, you know, he works for a university, which makes his word legit. Um, Basically, a lot of people that are into Bigfooting or squatching uh, believe that this is actually a legitimate print of his 12 years later the same guy paul freeman is out roughly in the same area in the blue mountain areas in eastern washington and this time around he's got a camera so paul paul freeman was walking around with his camera and this time around he actually videos bigfoot you can watch the video on youtube and it's pretty legit looking if you're into bigfoot and stuff and there's the uh, one that was done in like 1958 or whatever, the um, by a guy named um, what's that old one? Oh yeah, that guy Patterson, in California. Yeah, Patterson Patterson Gimlin film. And this is the one that was shot in 1967 in Northern California. People basically compare Paul Freeman's video to his and say it's it's pretty authentic, as authentic as Paul Freeman's is. So this guy has seen Bigfoot twice. Now, I know you could be like, well, is that really paranormal? And I'm going, yes. And I'll tell you why. Because my theory on Bigfoot, and this is the reason why they've never actually found a legitimate Bigfoot, is Bigfoot is like werewolf. So the werewolf, we all know, only comes out during the full moon. A person turns into a werewolf, goes out, does their thing, and turn back. This is why we've never found werewolves. Mm-hmm. Bigfoot is basically the same thing. It's not necessarily a full moon thing. I'm not sure like when Bigfoot comes out, what what astrological event causes a person to turn into a Bigfoot because it's like, you know, day or night and the time of year varies. But um, that's my theory. Mitch Hegberg is funny. He He's a comedian or he was a comedian. He's dead. He has a really funny joke that I want to repeat here. And his theory on Bigfoot. And this is why, of course, all the videos and pictures of Bigfoot are blurry. And it's because Bigfoot really is blurry. That's the problem. It's not It's not the photographer's fault. Bigfoot is a giant blurry thing running around in the woods, which is extra scary because there is a large out-of-focus monster roaming around the countryside. That is his theory on Bigfoot. So it could be either of those. I think there, there's a county here where Bigfoot, there's an actual law on the books in one of the counties here where Bigfoot's a pretty, if you find a Bigfoot, you can't kill it. Oh, that's a Washington state law. Yeah. Really? That's, uh, yeah. Governor Dan Evans in 1970 declared Bigfoot a protected creature in Washington state. He, and he is actually the state monster. 
No, really? Mm-hmm. That's so cool. I never knew that. So yep. you think Bigfoot's oh. a person? Because I, I look more and more like Bigfoot as I get older. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he turns <laughs> he or she turns into Bigfoot. Yes, so why, bro. Yeah. Astrological event <laughs> that causes them to turn into Bigfoot and go wander around. I used to yeah. have a roommate that was into Bigfoot, her and her boyfriend at the time were, and they would actually go out into the woods looking for Bigfoot. And they told me things like that they would actually cook bacon around the campfire at night because Bigfoot likes bacon, as we all do, and that, in an <laughs> yeah. attempt to try to uh, draw Bigfoot in. And they, and she was telling me one night they actually heard noises outside their tent and stuff that they thought might that they thought was Bigfoot, but nobody was gutsy enough to actually stick their heads out the tent to see if it was actually Bigfoot, so they have no proof. That Did they, they just Bigfoot. see some overweight oh middle-aged guy yeah. a little too hairy <laughs> you got bacon that's more bacon over here man yeah hey, uh, you guys cooking bacon over here well they weren't really good uh bigfoot hunters right they just i mean if you're looking for bigfoot i would at least you know peek or go look or just yeah the whole absolutely time. amateurs <laughs> stayed inside the tent amateurs totally. <laughs> Yeah, you need to move like to California awesome. if you're gonna be that kind of amateur. Washington State—that's not how we roll. <laughs> no, no, we're hardcore. We have laws stuff. protecting Bigfoot. That's how much we believe in that stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. I love Bigfoot. All right, Vanessa, what's yours? Well, um, I want to talk about an event that happened actually here in Arizona back in the '90s. It actually, happened. Back in 1997, I believe, March, yeah. Um, it's the famous Phoenix Lights, actually. I'm not sure if you guys ever heard about it, but it was. it's still to this day a very huge thing. Um, first of all, you know, Arizona has to be, I think, the, if not, the, yeah, the highest number of UFO sightings in the country. I mean, we have so many things here, I guess, you know, UFOs must feel like we're just very interesting. <laughs> we have, like, our air bases. We have... Raytheon missile. Uh, here we have a nuclear power plant. We have all that stuff here. So anyways, back in the night in 1997, there was uh, from Nevada, Arizona, I believe Mexico too. There was this strange phenomena of events uh, that happened with people uh, calling in saying that they're seeing things in the sky. Um, V-shaped lights, big dome-shaped lights. Um, it lasted for a couple of hours. And people were calling in from all over the place, freaking out. It was so, um, so big. It was blocking out the stars, basically. Yeah. Um, My husband at the time was actually coming back from a wedding in L.A. So they were driving into Phoenix and they actually saw it. They got down and they were, uh, I believe, seeing the tail end of it. And he just remembers saying it was like you're going in a Phoenix and you see it was kind of like the movie Independence Day. It's like, it's the only way I can describe it. It was just huge. And you see these lights. And for that moment, you feel, you know, like, is something going to happen? Like, is this the end of the world? Because it's it's true. I mean, your brain is seeing something that it's never seen before. And the first thing is like that fight or flight, you know, feeling that you get. But he said as soon as it was there, it was, it was gone. Um, so I know that the governor at the time, I still remember the press conference they had because there were so many calls. All the police went out um, to, you know, to the callers, uh, you know, they told them their location. So the police went, there's so many reports. So the governor came out, did a press conference, Governor Fife at the time. 
he had one of his aides dressed up as an alien. So he's literally in the middle of the press conference and then yeah. in walks in this guy in, a, in an alien costume. It was absurd. So, you know, it was basically mocking a lot of the people, you know, who, who saw this, who witnessed this and really dismissed them. So it angered a lot, a lot of people because years later, he came out saying that he also saw the same thing and that he believed it actually was a UFO because of his own experience. Um, I believe he was, was he a fighter? I forget what he was doing, but um, he goes on the record to say, you know, he used to be a pilot um, and he knows that what happened that night wasn't something that could be explained. So I remember that just angered a lot of people back um, in the nineties because uh, like I said, people were, some people wanted to be anonymous because those of us or those of us, those who did come forward and talk about it were chastised and, you know, made fun of. So it would have helped that the governor would have stood by, you know, and said Mm -hmm. something, but that was like at the time when, you know, the X-Files was on, it was just the night. It was such a fun time for, um, for movies, at least for me, like horror and paranormal and alien movies. So it was just the coolest thing to have that happen in your own state. You know, Phoenix is not even an hour away from Tucson where I live. So, um, and we get a lot of UFO sightings here all the time, all the time. So, um, yeah, that was, that was the Phoenix light story. Wow. And that was in 97 (laughs) too, right? Yeah. Yeah. So like, I'm thinking like Star Trek four right now where, where there's this Uh giant kind of creature in the ocean going blue (laughs) and then like the aliens can understand the sea creature and they come they're like because it kind of i want to analyze like when these things happen like if they happen kind of close together or near each other or something that'd be kind of interesting i think my milo was onto something because i believe that there's something that happens astrologically or in the universe that has to make these supernatural events happen you know, you just never know, you know, so. Yeah. How far away is Area 51 from there? From um, Arizona, man, I'm probably like seven or eight hours away from Vegas. Because that's New Mexico, or that's uh, Nevada, right? Or is it New yeah. Mexico? Roswell is, is in it? New Mexico. Area 51 is Nevada, okay. right? Area 51 is in Nevada, yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's in Nevada. So you're mm-hmm. like all, you're We've, like surrounded uh, by that action. Oh, yeah, we're that's right the in the thing. That's why you've got it like everywhere around you. Yeah, and we actually have our own um, Sasquatch, but we call it the Mongolian um, monster, and um, it's right on the Mongolian uh, rim of it's up north, so where the Grand Canyon's at. So um, there's been a lot of reports of a um, same thing, just large ape-like creature, long hair, but this is um, more sandy-like color, like brownish, more brownish. I know. Bigfoot is said to have like more darker blackish hair. Because so, they evolve different, yeah. right? Because we got the wood. Yeah, I mean, the different yeah. weather there. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. It it's That's like what a lot of people say. <laughs> they kind of speciated a little bit. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's awesome. Yeah. So we got the Loch Ness kind of ocean dwelling Loch Ness giant eel making big bloops that call. <laughs> aliens that maybe mess up the cycles of people turning into bigfoots this is we could write a script for this This we could do it awesome that's good (laughs) yeah this is awesome
I'm going to do more research now about like when Milo's Bigfoot thing and when your Phoenix lights and when, and, and when my bloop happened, cause there might be a connection. You need to, can you tell me if you find anything? That'd be awesome. Well, they have said that it's possible that there's like some underground water system between Loch Ness to the ocean. So, you know, maybe that's mm -hmm. how the Loch Ness monster gets in and out. Maybe, but he doesn't want to bloop in the lake because that would be like super <laughs> weird, right? All the that that would give him away. Well, what yeah. does what does a um, whale fart sound like? Do whales <laughs> fart? They must fart. They're mammals, right? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, so right. maybe that's the bloop, and it's just the first time anyone's ever recorded a whale fart. Or they like all come together for one big bloop. Okay, it's time for the annual fart, everybody. Let's gather together and do our annual fart. Yeah, on yeah. three sea monster farts that call aliens to Arizona, change yeah. all the hairy dudes into middle-aged dudes into sasquatches. This is <laughs> this is happening, people. This is happening. This is happening. Well, yes. it, it all happened. It seems like, hey, Milo, when did your dude? When did your Bigfoot dude do his thing? Was it 1997 as well? It was, uh, there were two sightings that he got. The first was in 982 and the second one was in 94. Of course, there've been like hundreds of Bigfoot sightings since then as well. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. um, according to Live Science, there have been over 10,000 reported Bigfoot sightings. And I should add, if you are in the Washington, Oregon area, uh, there is an upcoming Yakima Valley Bigfoot Con, uh, October 21st. Oh. Little shout out to the Bigfoot Con in Yakima. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Buy your nice. plane tickets now, people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we're getting close to our time to wrap up here. Before we go, uh, Vanessa, please uh, tell people social media, your podcast. How can they follow you? Where can they find out about it? Of course, no problem. So, my podcast is called Life Paranormal with V. Um, you can find me on all um, podcast platforms uh, Apple, Spotify, wherever you hear them. Um, you can also communicate with me via Twitter. It's the only social I have um, at VLife Paranormal. All right. And of course, listeners, you can find us on the web at the80sand90s.com. You can find us on the social medias at the80sand90s.com. And with that, we will say we are out of here. Like me, should I ever encounter any of these beings? Run away! <laughs> <laughs>